Mackenzie Gore may have just had his best start as a Washington National. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every day. I'm your host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well, catch the show page at LO underscore nationals for all your latest news and notes regarding this nationals team and as well as the farm system as i like to get down with those prospects down wherever they may be but later on in today's show let's talk about game three of the red sox national series we got a legendary pitcher chris sale going up against this national squad and we have patrick corbin both lefties who used to be at the top of their game around 2018 and 2019 both I've kind of had rough few years. Let's talk about that game a little bit later on. But also, I don't know if you guys know this at this point, but this Nationals team is already one win away from what the 2022 Nationals already won. It is August 17th at this moment in time. Let's compare and contrast this Nationals team and paint this little picture in because this Nationals team may be a little bit closer than what you have thought a few months back even. We'll discuss that later on. Let's start off with yesterday's performance with Mackenzie Gore. Oh my God. After his rough stretch over the last month and a half, giving up eight home runs over his four starts before last night's game. We have not seen this Mackenzie Gore in what feels like forever. What feels like June when Mackenzie was getting all these swings and misses, was striking guys out left and left and right and really found his command and wasn't really walking as many batters as he did over this last month and a half. But what you saw in yesterday's ball game from Mackenzie Gore was what we have all been hoping for forever when it comes to talking about that trade return in 2022. Mackenzie Gore, the entire time, when you look at Mackenzie Gore, when the Padres drafted him in the top three in 2017, he had ace written all over him. And even in th- through the minors, while yes, he did struggle, he dealt with some injuries down in the farm system. But that still never took away from what Mackenzie Gore does best. You saw his curveball last night in which Rob Friedman, the pitching ninja, already recognized him for one of the game's best curveballs this season. That is the kind of potential that Mackenzie Gore is bringing to the table. This is the kind of thing that, I think Nationals fans and people who cover the team should start getting used to. Because this is the Mackenzie Gore that the Nationals have been baking on for so long. Josiah Gray, we talked about his rough stretch in in August, rather, and what this guy has done over the last month and a half even. This Nationals pitching staff, while you're seeing Jake Irvin do a little bit better, you're seeing Trevor Williams get rocked around. Patrick Corbin, he's been getting hit around a little bit as well. Joanna Doan's coming in. He's made some decent starts here and there. 
But the pitching staff as a whole has always kind of been a little bit of an issue for this Nationals team. But when you get a good complimentary team win like yesterday's ball game where you're getting hits, you have nine hits over the course of nine innings, this team, if you were to just put yesterday's game and use this method just going forward, having solid bullpen depth, having a good starting pitcher go out there and take advantage of a good offense as well. This doesn't happen all too often. We haven't really seen it like the way that we saw it in yesterday's contest in what feels like a little bit of time, meaning years. Because <laughs> this stretch that the Nationals have been on, it's been fun as hell to watch. They've won 13 of their last 15 games at Nationals Park, in which, if you remember, this team couldn't even win a series at home going back to earlier this summer, going back to the spring as well. This team was awful at home. For some weird reason, they were hovering around 500 on the road for quite some time. But when they came home to play in front of the home crowd, it just wasn't good. I don't know what it was that wasn't clicking, but all of a sudden this Nationals team is having that home field advantage yet again. It's giving the home fans what we want to see. You're seeing development of guys like CJ and Mackenzie Gore in yesterday's contest, and as well as Kibet Ruiz, yet again, another huge home run in yesterday's contest. But what Mackenzie Gore did yesterday was simply incredible. Just what he has done over this season. He's showed us a lot of good things, but he's also shown us the bad side of young pitching and kind of how this is going to take a little bit of while. It's still a process at the end of the day for Mackenzie going forward. But when you talk about what he did against a very good Boston Red Sox offense, going six and a third innings, only yielding one hit in that time as well, striking out seven batters and only walking two, that is the performance that we want to see from Mackenzie Gore going forward. And we all know he got taken out of that game because what seems to be just a little blister on his arm, or not his arm, on his finger, that's something that he's dealt with in the past. It sucks, but it's whatever. But last night, he had a 31% riff rate as well. This is the kind of stuff that is ace potential. This is why Mackenzie Gore, in my opinion, has always had the highest ceiling on this national starting staff. This is why that you don't have to go out there and get your Max Scherzer. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to get that locked in, one of the best pitchers of this generation, and lock him in for however many years. But Mackenzie Gore has that upside. He has that potential. This guy was a top 10 prospect in all of baseball. He's legit. McKenzie and what this guy has done, forget everything else. Forget all the numbers of last year and this year as well. If you just watch the game, if you see his stuff and all the different metrics with his whiff rate being a big key in this, in my opinion, 31% whiff rate last night against this Red Sox offense, against a team with a right-handed bat with the name of Justin Turner who seems to kill the Washington Nationals every time he has the chance to. That was impressive to me. That was more than impressive, in fact. Because also a little nugget on that Nationals team last night, and this has been the case for quite some time now, you could say. But last night, outside of Ildemaro Vargas and Joey Manessis, this, this entire starting lineup was 28 years old and younger. You have a 22-year-old shortstop in C.J. Abrams. He's getting it done. Now, while yesterday didn't really get it done all too much, but we all saw what he did still. He's still an impact player while only striking out one time 
CJ's still here and he's still coming. But when you have Kiber Ruiz and the streak that he's been on recently, this is the kind of production that we've been wanting to see from this national team. Before this season, you have your checkbox of what you want for the 2023 Nationals. You want to see good things from Mackenzie Gore. You want to see a high strikeout rate. You want to see that ace potential stuff. You check that box. You want to see Josiah Gray take that step up and just being a better pitcher than what he was last year. You certainly check that box off. You wanted to see a step up in production from Kiber Ruiz and the offensive side of things. Over the first half of the season, you may not have been checking that box, but now over the last month and what he has done, you can certainly check that box off as well. This team and what they have done over the last month and a half, even after trading away Candelario, in which I think a slept on factor of the Candelario trade was he was part of the gel in that clubhouse that kind of made it all stick. He was the guy who kind of mixed it around with the young players and took C.J. Abrams and Luis Garcia under his wing. That was the kind of leader and prospect that we lost when trading away Candelario. So I think with this team, it's not a World Series contending team. Hell, it's probably not even a postseason team, even if you were to start this season over and have them start as hot as they've been over the last month and a half. It's still not a good baseball team. There's holes to be filled. But the holes to be filled were certainly not as big as what they were in 2022. Because last year, it seemed like the sky was falling for this national team, and there was no looking back. It felt like we were going to be in that Mariana Trench for five-plus years, that it was going to take a long time to rebuild this team. Now, while we knew we had the prospects, we still didn't have the prospect development that we have seen in 2023. All of this stuff is starting to come together to push forward and really look like a good contending baseball team come this time next year, maybe maybe hovering around 500, whatever it may be. But you're already starting to see the prospects in the big leagues. Prospects are not no longer prospects, but they're still prospects in my mind, considering Ruiz, Abrams, all those young guys. You're starting to see the development in the big leagues, in which hasn't really happened here in Washington, D.C. in quite some time. Lane Thomas has developed here, but even then, you're looking at guys like Carter Kibu, Luis Garcia, who hasn't really taken that step up, He's doing decent down in AAA, but even then, we needed him to be a major leaguer every day, and he just hasn't been that so far. But you're starting to see these guys take steps up, and it doesn't just mold well for your fandom and for how you want to watch this team. It molds well for this Mike Rizzo-led front office in which we want to see back. Am I right? We want to see these guys back for 2023, but now let's take a step back and let's look at the 2022 Nationals compared to the 2023 Nets, and just simple as this, things have changed here. You're already starting to see the future right in front of us. You're already starting to see the foundation take shape. And after a win like yesterday, we want to talk about how this team can look going forward. I'll tell you what I think about that. But before we get into that, I got to tell you guys about our new friends from Nutrafol. And guys, Let me tell you this because, men, are you tired of weakening or thinning hair? Do you want to reach your full hair potential? Leading hair growth supplement, Nutrafol, helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. 
Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men to take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Nutrafol sports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take the first step to visible to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription, free shipping when you go to nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code locked on MLB. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men. Enter promo code locked on MLB. That's Nutrafol.com slash men. Promo code is locked on MLB. Now let's get back into it as this Nationals team continues to improve on the 2022 season, which was, I mentioned this a little bit later and earlier in today's show, rather this Nationals team is already one win away from what they had in total of last season. That team was a disaster in 2022. It was to the point where you just didn't even want to watch. You just trade away Juan Soto after he was the guy that we were going to extend. He was the guy that we were going to build this thing around. You trade him away, you get this big prospect haul, and so far, it's looking pretty damn good. This time last year, when you look around the diamond, there are a lot of names that you're just like, what is he doing here? What is Cesar Hernandez doing playing second base or left field or whatever you wanted to stick him in that game? At one point last year, you look at Michael Franco, one of the worst defensive third basemen in all of baseball, statistically, analytically, whatever way you want to look at it. Franco was. And then at the plate, a very underwhelming, used-to-be power bat. Should have been power bat. That was not what we got. Luis Garcia, first half of the season, playing shortstop. What did he do at shortstop? He booted the ball all over the yard, and it wasn't that pretty. Juan Soto, we love Juan Soto. He was doing his thing at the plate. Right field, he was playing awful defensive right field. Awful. Statistically, whichever way you want to look at it again. This team, and what they have improved on in 2023, not only is the defense, not only is the bullpen, not only the offense, any thing that you look at in 2023 compared to the 2022 Nationals, it's not even close about the difference of this team. And I didn't anticipate this kind of growth. Now, while I did not think we would be the worst team in all of baseball, I think we all saw the Oakland Athletics before this season even started and said, yeah, I barely know anyone on that team. That's going to be a pretty bad ball club. And certainly, they've been really bad. You look at the Royals. They have failed this entire rebuild. All you have to show for it at this moment in time is Bobby Witt Jr., who's an exciting baseball player. I could have made that pick as a GM. That was the obvious no-brainer pick when they did that. Besides all that, you would have not have taken this national team from last year in 2022 and have said, 
they would make all these improvements in 2023 because at the forefront of this is obviously C.J. Abrams. C.J. Abrams has kind of taken that jump in which while he started off the season a little bit slow. And if you look at his swing and his approach at that April through June moments, it wasn't that pretty. But ever since he got moved into this leadoff spot, the 22-year-old has spiked just a little bit. Now, what what is it? Like, what has changed about C.J. Abrams? And to be honest, I don't really think much has really changed when it comes to this. C.J. Abrams is someone who's had to come over a lot throughout his career. He's had a ton of adversity, not only getting called up probably way too early as a 21-year-old last year to be the starting shortstop of the San Diego Padres and replacing one of the game's best shortstops, Fernando Tatis. That's a lot to ask for a 21-year-old, someone who was coming off a broken ankle as well, who's had to recover through that, and as someone who had an 80 speed, according to basically any development site that you check. Having a broken ankle, that's like a chef that broke his hand. He can't be cooking because he doesn't have a hand to use at that moment in time. You can't take away that little specialty treat of C.J. Abrams. And Mike Rizzo actually talked about this last week with the junkies on 106.7 The Fan. He said that C.J. Abrams, he may just be starting to come into his own and feeling 100% from that broken ankle injury that I think a lot of us, myself, slept on. We didn't really talk about it that much because it didn't happen under our wing. It happened under with the, with the Padres. C.J. Abrams hasn't played a lot of baseball throughout his career. In 2020, yeah, he was probably in Arizona at their training facility. So was a lot of the Nationals. So was a lot of the Padres players. But none of them really got their opportunities. They weren't getting in-game experience. Who knows what they were doing there? I'm sure they were doing simulated games and all that fun stuff. It's still not the same as going out there every single day and playing nine-plus innings. That is the kind of development, when you're talking about minor leaguers, they have to get used to playing six days a week. Six, seven days a week, sometimes going 14 straight days without a break. All that stuff is really kind of catching on as C.J. Abrams continues to go out through his career. I think just the comfortability of him being a big leaguer has kind of taken that step up in a sense. It's kind of allowed him to take a step back and really look at this whole thing and then gather it all together. Because C.J., he's come into form completely over the last month and a half, completely. And as this team, CJ is kind of starting to take a little bit of a leadership role, like in last night's contest as well, had a very good defensive play over at short. CJ's coming into his own, and also not even to mention what Kibar Ruiz has done. Kibar Ruiz, since the All-Star break of this year, he's batting 333. He's getting a hit, one every three at-bats, very good. He's getting on base at a 36% clip right now and has a 569 slug. That is a 963 OPS. Over the month, over 162 game pace, Kiba Ruiz at that moment in time, over this last month or so, has six home runs in 28 games. If you do all the math, which I did, that is a 34 home run pace over 162 games for Kiba Ruiz, someone who... I have complained a lot about the lack of power. I have. But now you're starting to see all these different things. These former top prospects, C.J. Abrams, Kiba Ruiz, Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray, all at one point 
top 50 prospects in all of baseball. You're starting to see these guys coming to their own, and it's an exciting sight to see. Because this isn't something that you see every day with a lot of these young prospects. It doesn't just happen overnight. But this Nationals team has kind of miraculously took that, and I don't know what they're feeding them. I don't know what they're giving them. But these kids, they're starting to play ball like big leaguers. They're starting to look like a team that is ready to compete in 2024. That is a night and day difference from what I thought this time in 2022. When I just thought Joey Manessis was a cool story. I just thought like, yeah, like it's really cool. He's got a hot two weeks under him. Let's see a full season. We already know what his numbers are through 162 games. We talked about that a few weeks ago. They're very, very good. And then this season, a 747 OPS and a 281 batting average, I'll take it. For what we thought he probably was when he got called up, which was someone who would last in the big leagues maybe for two weeks, is now someone that you can rely on every single day, it seems like. Going two for three for last night, scoring a run, a double, his 27th double on the season. Joey Twobags, he's showing out. And this Nationals team, they've shown out, and they've shown us why that we should be having a little bit more expectations entering this offseason. It's going to be a fun one because there's a lot of free agents out there that the Nationals could want to go out there and snag. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every day. The Nationals play the Red Sox today at 4.05 Eastern time. You can catch two World Series legends, Chris Sale and Patrick Corbin, and as well as every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals today at 4.05 Eastern time. Before we get into previewing that start real quick, is it again, it's a day game, 4.05 game on a Thursday. I love it. I love that 4.05 start. But before we get into that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. And guys, do you think that maybe, just maybe, Joey Manessis can hit a home run today against Chris Sale? Well, I sure do. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100 time payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stack categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Dynamic payouts are also live. You may ask, what are dynamic payouts? In short, each player projection now is a multiplier attached to it as opposed to preset multipliers based on the number of legs in a contest. With dynamic payouts also comes more stack categories to place contests on, and you can get higher payouts than other apps with less picks. Use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Sleep sleepers, terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And now let's preview this Nationals Red Sox series finale here as it's going to be an interesting one. This Red Sox team, again, as a lot of these opponents coming up for the Washington Nationals. They got to win because, and honestly, this Nationals team, if you want to keep on, not contending, but if you want to keep on being a competitive ball club, you got to win this game as well. The Boston Red Sox are not that many games out of a wild card spot as we sit here today. In fact, they're very close and they are knocking on the door of trying to get into October baseball. They got to win this game. 
And Chris Sale, if they're going to have a chance in October to actually try to make a run, which at this moment doesn't really seem all too likely. That wasn't the expectations heading into this year. But even then, they're getting close to it, and they need Chris Sale, their million, million, million dollar man, big left-handed pitcher, to pitch that the way that he did back in 2018 when they won the World Series. Because after that year in 2019, it just hasn't really been the same for Chris Sale. He's battled a ton of injuries. He just hasn't really been himself. And obviously, like I said, it's due to his injuries and everything with all that. We know. Nationals fans, we get it. Steven Strasburg, obviously not the same post-2019. We understand that part of it. But going back to the Nationals and why today is a big game, in my opinion. You had the Philadelphia Phillies coming in tomorrow for a three-game series. Two games at home, one game in Williamsport, which will be talked about tomorrow, by the way. Nationals got to win this because you're going to be playing a red-hot Phillies team. I want to see you guys compete against the best of them because after Philly, you then go up to New York, then you go to Miami, then you have Toronto, Miami, Mets, Dodgers again. You got some good teams coming into town. And also good teams that you're going to be playing against, like the Marlins, who also need to win. This is going to be our October baseball moving forward. And so when you have someone like Patrick Corbin going today, you may not feel all that comfortable, which, why would we? We know. You get it. We're Nationals fans. We know what we've been through with Corbin over the last few years. But even beyond that, sometimes Patrick Corbin has found ways to pull that bunny out of his hat. He's found ways to just shove on teams. Maybe today is just one of those days because the Nationals, we need to win, and we need to win really badly in my opinion because I don't want to go into Philadelphia playing against the Phillies or coming in D.C., whatever it may be. I don't want to play against them and drop three. That would not be fun. Get today's win because only today is guaranteed. You guys can catch the Nationals against the Red Sox today at 4.05 Eastern time as it is a nice little pitching matchup of two legends of the organizations with Chris Sale and Patrick Corbin. Catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. And obviously, we want to see a Nats win today for all the reasons that were just listed. We will catch you tomorrow. And of course, the Nationals are shipping up to Williamsport. So today, let's ship up the Boston Red Sox back up to Boston. I'll catch you on the flip side.